It's Tuesday, December 6th, 2022. I'm Claudia Meza. Welcome to CityCast Portland. You are listening to our very first show, the first of many stories and conversations that I hope will help you feel more connected to the city that we love. That's right, I said love. I know there's a lot of noise right now about how Portland is going straight to hell, and I'm not here to tell you we don't have problems. Oh, we got problems. But I think those problems might also be compounded with a little bit of an identity crisis. You know, a few years ago, I started seeing this bumper sticker around town. Fred and Tootie, not Fred and Carrie. And it was partially a Portlandia reference, you know, Fred Armisen and Carrie Brownstein. But the sentiment was that they weren't the most culturally accurate representation of the city. That instead, we should be looking to Fred and Tootie Cole, the husband and wife duo behind the legendary Portland rock band, Dead Moon. Fred and Tootie were together for 50 years until Fred's passing in 2017. And these two were playing Portland punk shows well into their 60s. They raised three kids while running various record shops and labels and touring nonstop. What you're hearing now is one of the most well-known songs, Dead Moon Night. Today, Tootie Cole is 73 years old, and she was born and raised right here in Southeast Portland. I think she's the perfect person to talk to about where Portland's been and where it's going. Tootie, what was Portland like when you and Fred were first performing this song out in clubs around town? Oh, it was in one of those cycles where the music scene was at, at a peak. There was a ton of clubs. People were showing up for live music in droves. And that particular song always went over extremely well. When we finally got to Europe, that and It's Okay were probably the two that everybody gravitated to just because there was uh, memorable lyrics. And that became such a big thing everywhere with people singing along to our songs. That was just, wow. <laughs> it's like, your, it's your anthem. I remember a handful of years back, it was like on October 5th, I think it was 2017, more than like a thousand of your fans came to Portland City Hall. Yeah. There are thrones that were made for you. And it had like your logo on top yeah. to commemorate you and Fred. And you guys didn't get a day. You got a night. You got a dead moon night. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, that was, you know, that was the way it should be. And it was a perfect <laughs> night. It was like beautiful October evening, a warm, not raining. The moon that night was incredible. Clear sky. It was just, it happened just when Fred was still able to still get around and he passed away on uh, no, um, November 9th. So it completely blew him away. And it was so amazing that it happened while he was still around to enjoy it. Now, therefore, I, Cody Daly, Portland City Commissioner, on behalf of Ted Mayor of the City of Portland, Oregon, the City of Roses, do hereby proclaim October 5th, 2017, to be Dead Moon Night. <laughs> When I think about you guys, I think about the history of Portland. I think about music. I think about the art scene. I think about sure. uh, the people that made this town, the reason why people you know, moved here to begin with. Could you explain Portland to someone who just moved here mm, 10 years ago and they're just like, what's going on? I thought I signed up for something different. Like, Could you explain what Portland was? Well, for me, Portland has changed in, in its landscape over the years. I mean, 
when I started out uh, first coming downtown, it was always a huge hub, a place to get together and to meet people that, that are like-minded, especially when you're uh, that young and you're kind of looking for, um, for your family you're not related to. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Portland has always had a really killer music scene and, and really had um, enough of a live audience who wants that, shows up for it, is willing to pay for it and follow the bands that they love. You know, it takes a great live audience to keep a music scene going and to even make it happen to begin with. And Portland just happens to be open to a lot of different forms of entertainment and art forms. And it's always had a very encouraging atmosphere for that. Yeah. A lot of people have this kind of negative attitude about where Portland is right now. It's just like, oh, Portland is a hellscape. Are you seeing the city that you grew up in, the city that you helped make, the city that, you know, you helped give a name to to so many people? Do you think it's lost? Are you saying like, yeah, this is this city's over? I don't I mean, it's it's just in a really sad state of affairs. I mean, it was before in the in the 90s when heroin became such a huge problem. Um, with everyone. Now, right now, it's the homeless situation, which is a combination of drugs and, and mental illness and economics. Luckily, most things t- t- change. And when things get really, really bad, it's like anything else. It's like your own personal life. I mean, you hit bottom and hey, it's like, okay, you better figure out how to how to go up because that's it. So, and it seems to be the same with anything and everything else. So I have faith and hope that uh, that she'll come back you know, because, hey, the Portland I remember when I was a kid, it, it was a, a city that had a completely small town feel to it. And in the eyes of Seattle and, you know, San Francisco and every every other big city on the West Coast, we were, you know, <laughs> we were the underdog underdog, you know, we were super small potatoes. And a lot of the fact that Portland kind of grew a bit too fast, I think, is just because we got the rep of being one of the most livable cities in the world. I mean, in the world, in the country, you know, everybody had great things to say about Portland. And it was almost comical when it became a big joke of, you know, between governors and mayors of, yeah, you know, visit Portland, just don't move here, don't stay. (laughs) Well, they did. (laughs) And we didn't have the infrastructure to house them. No, no. And then came the pandemic. Here come the Californians. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, you survived the 90s in Portland. As a working musician, what would your advice be to those right now that are, you know, seeing hard times and maybe just drank the Kool-Aid that they were told about Portland, didn't have the full information, (laughs) you know, that we've (laughs) always been punching above our weight, but we are a small city. Like, that's, those are the roots. Exactly. No, it pretty much is. Yeah. There's a lot of different places that you may think you can go to and have an easier time of it. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? You pretty much are facing an uphill battle, I think, at this particular time right now anyway. Pretty much any any place that you might be. Um, you know, if you're a musician, I'd stay tough it out because, man, there's still a lot more going on here than there is in a lot of other places. And it's just like hey, we'll all make it through. And, you know, in a weird way, we're still all pulling together. And I pretty much believe that that's kind of, uh, you know, the feel of the community itself. And that will always be there um, through good times and bad. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, 
uh, we're going to dive in a little deeper into the legacy of Dead Moon. Do you remember playing PDX Pop Now? Yeah. So I was in a band in 2009, and we were like the best new band of that year, according to Willamette Week. And we had never played PDX Pop Now, but we didn't know it was a dry show because it's an all-ages thing, you know? So we go on stage, there's no beer there, and, and I'm just like, what's going on? <laughs> this isn't a gig. What? This isn't what's happening. <laughs> so first thing I say, I don't even introduce our band. I was just like, does anyone have any beer? Where's the beer? So like a natty light tall boy gets crowd surfed to me, you know? So I took a sip. I'm about to take another. And then like an organizer grabs it from my hand and explains to me like, Claudia, this is all ages show. We're going to get in so much trouble. There's all these kids here. We don't have a license for this. Blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. I'm so sorry. So I was like, this is how much we love you guys. Not only are we playing for free, I we are sober right now. So let's just oh go. And so we just, we played this show. You guys, and you probably don't remember this, Tootie, but you guys came on, you brought your bottle of Jack or something that you're all sharing, you just put it in front of your foot, and <laughs> you guys were just taking swift. No one touched it. No one said, Tootie, did you know that we don't have the rights? And that's when I was like, oh, okay. That's who they are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Age and longevity have, have their perks every now and again. Because I remember even asking like the organizers, uh, like, wh why aren't you taking away their booze? And I was like, wh 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 why? And they're just like, that's dead moon. <laughs> Get the <fuck> out of here. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, I loved it. It, it, it made me so happy. Because I feel like Dead Moon means so much to so many different people, not just in Portland, but in Portland, you guys are, you're an institution. <laughs> you know, At this point, yeah. I mean, the fact that you have your own freaking night, you have, yep. there are thrones yep. that were made for you. How do you explain this to someone? How would you put it in your own words? Uh, it still completely blows me away. I mean, I was born in Portland. I grew up here. To me, this is my hometown. This is the place that, you know, hey, if I got known anywhere, this was the one that was important to me. Part of it is the lifespan of the band. Part of it is the fact that Fred and I were involved in the music scene from way back to just a short time ago. And the fact that Dead Moon was lucky enough to become one of the successful Portland bands. A lot of it's our lifestyle, our love story, our music stores, our, the whole ball of wax. Um, we've just become synonymous with this town. Fred and I go back to the, the, the first days of the Crystal Ballroom. Oh, my God. 67, 68. So, um, I mean, at that point, we were, I was 17, 18. And um, so, you know, it was incredible to have been a part of that scene and then to have been involved in it again during the, the late 70s in the punk rock scene. And then in the late 80s when we first started Dead Moon. And then the 90s especially was, stuff was just happening everywhere for us at that particular point. Yeah, so you basically have been here from the birth of what was like the rock and roll scene in Portland. Yeah, pretty much. Because, I mean, yeah, when Fred's band first hit town, when the Weeds first hit town in uh, October 66, it was all, it was still kind of a folk music scene at that particular point. Right. You know, there's a lot of coffee houses, jug bands and stuff like that. Um, but there wasn't anybody that was just real rock and roll kind of stuff until those guys hit town. <laughs> Thank you. 
I would have loved to see the weeds play. Um, but, you know, one of the many things that brought me to town was uh, the ethics, the ethics of like the Portland lifer, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, no, it, it does to me. Because <laughs> I mean, I'm because you're them. a Portland lifer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Walt, Walter Cole, like, you know, Darcel, he's a Portland lifer. Like there's just yeah. people that they do what they do because they need to do it. And you work really hard at it. And it's not an obsession. It's how you live your life. And you're not telling anyone else how they're living their life, but this is how you're going to live your life. Yeah. And Portland is the city that, to me, makes sense for that. You know, you can create these small pockets of neighborhoods, these small pockets of communities where you all yeah. support each other. And someone's like, I see what you're doing. I think it's awesome. And you do the same. Yeah. And it's the same in all the different art forms, too. You know, not just music, but whether it's dance or photography or mm -hmm. poetry or, you know, whatever it happens to be. Portland is one of those rare places that has a very cooperative feel among artists of all types than of so many cities that I've been in where it's just like shove somebody down to get yours, you know. Um, right. So it's it's kind of unique that way. Um it's very great because that's the way I want to be treated and to treat other people. And that's the kind of environment that I thrive in myself. Do you feel like that's still a thing today? You know, do you still feel that in your own community? I hope so. I really, really do. You know, I'm not as involved in the music scene as, as I used to. I'm, uh, you know, on the edges. I'm not sure exactly what's going on completely with all the younger bands, but all the ones that I've have met have really been incredible and they to me they have that same uh, that same feeling and that same look uh, or that same attitude rather about how they approach music and other people and work very cooperatively too so I still see that vibe it, it still feels like, like it's there oh Tootie thank you so much for doing this thank you for giving us some of your time so excited that we get to kind of kick off everything with you because to me like it's like the heart of portland are people like you you know the people who have kept it going just like every decade tootie you and fred were doing something you know helping people out putting out records inspiring and like answering questions from ding dongs like me <laughs> no I, man it was a it was a sweet fun ride pleasure to be a part of it Pleasure to help out whoever I could, mentor whoever I could, and um, good to know you're still all out there slugging away, making it happen. Well, thank you so much, Tootie. You bet. It's okay. Slugging away and making it happen. That should just be Portland's new slogan, because the city that works is starting to feel a little cruel at the moment. But it's not just the city. At the state level, we're also experiencing some technical difficulties. And now it's time for your microdose of news. According to Coin6, an American Bar Association report from January said that every current public defender in the state would have to work 26 hours a day to handle the current caseload, which is insane. So last month, Oregon Congresswoman Suzanne Bonamici introduced the Equal Defense Act, it creates a $250 million grant program to help support our public defenders by addressing workload limits and pay disparities. She's also throwing in a loan forgiveness program. Hopefully, that helps our state's very, very strange judicial system. 
To leave you with something on a brighter note, Zoo Lights at the Oregon Zoo was just voted one of the best holiday lights display in the country, which is, I guess, a thing. Of course, it's coming from the U.S. News and World Report. So, you know, super official. Village of Lights in Washington also took a spot, and though I have nothing to back this up, I'm pretty sure ours is way better. If you want to catch up on more news and events from around the city, check out our daily newsletter, Hate Portland. I'll throw a link in our show notes. That's all we have for you today on our very first episode of CityCast Portland. Thank you for listening. We're counting on you to help shape who we talk to and what we talk about, so consider this your first of many invitations to reach out and introduce yourself. Hit us up at portland at citycast.fm. And if you enjoyed today's conversation, help us out. Tell your friends, rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe. We'll be back in a few days with more from around the city. See you then. Or at Slim's, if you live in my neighborhood.